This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products, because everyone knows that's the new in thing now. So if you like CBD products and you take them and you use them in any which way or form, in tonics, in rub-ons, in lotions, in pill form, it doesn't matter. Go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. I could help you out today by using promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off your next shipment. And if you're a woman that's listening to the show, go to poppyapparel.com. You will get 10% off with promo code the podcast capital D, and you have everything from women's t-shirts to dresses to shoes to jeans, whatever you want, whatever a woman wears, they pretty much have, and they ship worldwide, and they have free shipping if you spend more than $50. And obviously, listen to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and I am part of the Pod Bros Network, so go to podbros.com, listen to my show there. If you like to listen to it in front of your computer and while you're there and if you shop on Amazon, click on their Amazon banner. It takes you two seconds free of charge, helps them out, helps me out. So this week's guest is the co-host of Hard Feelings Podcast, a beer connoisseur, stand-up comedian, Kevin Ryan. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thanks for coming aboard, my friend. How are you? Great, man. Great, great. Starting the day off nice with a uh, little bit of a hangover and a cup of coffee, you know? So again, w- with the moniker I just bestowed a- upon you, a beer connoisseur, was that what you were drinking last night? Sure, sure, sure. I was out. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have a buddy going through a breakup, so I had to be the uh, you know the uh, the guy the guy at the bar with the, with the guy who's crying at the bar. That's who I was. <laughs> so, what's your beer? Okay, let's get right into this beer talk. What's your beer of preference? If you have a sh- uh, gun to your head, if you could only drink one beer, what would it be? What. Um... I would have to. I'm, I'm an IPA kind of guy. Like I know it's kind of like the douchey thing nowadays. It's like the you know the, the. But I like. I don't. The thing is, I don't know anything about them. I just like the way they taste, and they're stronger, so they get me drunk quicker. Right. Um. So I think I would have to go uh, Lagunitas IPA. Yeah. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, mine. I, I don't really drink too much. Uh, the listeners know I tend. To, I'm more of a smoker than I am, and that's of weed, not cigarettes. I mm-hmm. say no to cigarettes, but. Or an occasional cigar every once in a while is nice too. But 
when I do drink beer, it has to be a nice cold lager. I, I, I'm a lager guy. Lagers are great too, man. Uh, I don't discriminate. That's the thing. <laughs> I like them all. I don't. I do not discriminate. Yeah. Okay, but you say you don't know much about beer, but yet you spun this beer enthusiasm into a YouTube series that you called the One Minute Beer Review. How yeah. did this all come about then? So that. It was kind of just a joke because I had, like, seen reviews. I've, and, like, the, first of all, the reviews are based just mainly me making fun of the label and who right. I think would drink the beer and when you would drink the beer. Okay. It's not based on any actual knowledge of beer, right. um, which the beer world doesn't like, really. They, they're they not the biggest fans of me um, online. But Who cares? I know, yeah. I, I made it as a joke. I just thought it would be funny. Right. If somebody chugged a beer... And then went, oh, that's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's exactly. the idea. Like, he chugged it, and I was like, yeah, whatever, it's okay. So I made one, and uh, the response was, like, was great. Okay. Like, it, it was, you know, it did really well on Reddit right away. And, nice. Like, it got voted all the way up to the top and, like, all this stuff. So I was like, oh, so, you know. And then people started suggesting more beers to do and, like, mm-hmm. hey, try this one, try this. So I just kind of started doing them okay. and now it's like i think i have like 30 or 40 nice i do like one a week almost okay so that's cool and w- yeah. what's the process do you just grab one at random or do you actually have a list now you go through well a little bit of a little bit of both uh there's a lot of requests i've recently been okay. doing like the trashy american beers <laughs> right. just because um <laughs> i found that people this is from like a marketing standpoint okay one of the most popular beers right. you know what i mean so like People are at some point somebody has drank Budweiser, whether it was they were you of know course. seventeen in the woods or whether they were in college <laughs> or their dad drinks it. Right. So like I started doing the more popular ones, and that got a lot more, uh, you know, a lot more confrontational, or people were more opinionated okay. on the more popular beers. So I've been doing the more popular ones the past couple of weeks. Um, that's mainly just for marketing reasons, you know, to try to get more eyes on it. Well, that's true. If someone's drinking the beer or drunk the beer, I don't. What, what is it? Drinking or drunk? What's drank. Your drank. That's it. Yeah, Somebody drank wow. the beer. Yeah. Someone who drank the beer uh, sees it. They want to watch it because if no one knows about it, then there's like, oh, who cares? Unless they they want to try something new. Sure. Exactly. Which um, which I feel like the. There's, there's like, you know, a group of people that just like, that understand them. They're like, oh, this, these beer reviews are cool and funny, right. and this guy, you know, it doesn't take it serious at all. There's other, like, the beer connoisseurs are like, this isn't even a review. This guy stinks. I'm like... Oh, my God. I'm like, dude, do you not to, like, uh, you know, and then so the one guy's like, man, this guy in his hipster beer reviews. I'm like, Jesus. what are you even... That doesn't even make sense. Um, but I think... You know, I was doing, like, obscure ones, too. Like, there was, like, a chocolate one and a banana bread one that I did. What the Um, fuck? They were both pretty good. I just would do, they're just, like, never, like, I would never drink, you know, you can't can't order a chocolate beer at the bar, kind of, I feel. Yeah, I really don't think so. What about Canadian beers, since I'm Canadian? Have you reviewed any Canadian yet? I haven't yet. I I want to do Labablu. For sure, like I, was, okay. I used to drink those in, in college, so I want to I want to review one of those. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Well, you're, you're gonna have to do the Bablu, but I I don't like this beer, but everyone loves it in Canada, and it's our national beer. It's Canadian. It's called Labac Canadian or Molson Canadian. Sorry. Yeah, Molson. Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah. if those two you try, you'll get a lot of Canadian eyes on you for sure. Oh, that, um, they're at it. They're they're getting bumped up in the list. So, 
What about bad reviews? You've never given like a bad review. It's always like tongue in cheek. And at the end of every episode, you always say not bad. Well, yeah. So it's kind of, it kind of, it's not my, my, it's pretty funny that the more popular these get, the more eyes get on them. There's right. more discussion upon, you know, my, my set of rules and stuff. Of course. Um, I, so my, my, my rule is if it's drinkable, it's not bad. And that was okay. like 90% of them get a not bad. Right. Um, because I want to stay kind of true because it was based in, you know, like a funny way an alcoholic would review a beer. I'm like, ah, oh, that's uh. not bad, you know. So they're all not bad. There was been a couple really bad ones or, you know, there's been a couple terrible ones. There was like a sour one that I did that was Oof. really bad. Yeah, I wouldn't um, like that. A few others. So there, there's there's definitely a handful of them that received, uh, that didn't get the uh, Blue Ribbon Not Bad review, but uh, they're, they're few and far between, yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, you just said mixing and having like these weird flavors. What's the weirdest? Okay. Like my wife likes to have like the beer margaritas where you flip the beer upside down and you put in a margarita, right? Sure. Yeah. What's your weirdest alcoholic drink of preference that no one else likes or that people find disgusting? Hmm. I don't know. I'm bi- I, I mean, and I'm, I'm doing one of these soon. It was, uh, which is, uh, the Irish car bomb. Are you familiar? Oh, no. Oh man. Okay, so it's it's a this is like for pure alcoholics, and we would do them like in college and stuff or on St. Patty's Day. So okay. it's a half a pint of Guinness, sure. Um, and then you take a shot of uh, three a shot glass. It's three quarters Jameson. Okay, right. And one quarter uh, Bailey's Irish Cream. Mm. And you drop it in there, and okay. it like splashes up, and you have to chug it. Otherwise, it turns into like. A, Starts to curdle or something. It like starts milk? to curdle, yeah. Ah. Like, yeah. So, so it's like you try to drink it, and then the, you know it ends up curdling in your stomach at some point. But uh, yeah, so that's the that's definitely the wildest thing. I'm oh. not that crazy when it comes. I you know I do like beer. I like having a beer after right. like a night of telling jokes or you know sure, or hanging with a buddy. I like, but I'm definitely not too too crazy but that is the thing that i haven't done one in probably like 10 years but uh i think i'm going to do one this week for the beer review <laughs> there you go because uh well how about this when you were younger and you didn't have enough money to go buy alcohol or you were of age to buy alcohol because you guys uh-huh. there are you have to be a bit older than us here when we start drinking but did you never raid your parents liquor cabinet sure. and like mix sure. just everything together and make like a frankenstein sure we did we called we did it in high school one time and we called it uh <laughs> monkey juice i don't even oh. know what we, it was something it was okay monkey juice i think we called it we had all <laughs> gone to our parents house right you know we were like i don't know 16 or 17 or something right exactly the right page and we had all stolen whatever we could like dumped <laughs> sure you know a little bit of rum into a water bottle my buddy he got brandy my other friend got you know vodka right and we dumped it in like a big bucket like there was, there was like a lot of liquor we just dumped it all into a big bucket because nobody wanted to like sit there and drink brandy all night like one person's going to drink brandy another one's going to drink not like exactly it's different buzzes after exactly yeah you can't all be on the same page so uh <laughs> what we did was we dumped it all in a big bucket and added okay. like iced tea and right. you know i don't know some sprite or something and just made this concoction that we've then tried to make on later dates and it never turned out there was something magical in the air that right? night that because I have told monkey juice the best uh, uh, the best drink out there. I've told the story too in the past on uh, one of my early episodes, but mm-hmm. um, we did the same thing and we called it a Frankenstein because it was just a yeah. monstrosity. So we just put every and 
the curdling is what reminded me because we put something in there that it started to curdle after because uh. we were the same way. We put it all in one big bottle and we kept taking shots from there. But by the time I reached halfway, ah. uh, so I don't yeah. know if maybe it turned us into Frankenstein or if the drink was Frankenstein. I guess it goes both ways though. <laughs> yeah, probably a combination of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, speaking of curdling, the huge thing now on the rise that's trending. So like everyone says is milk with Coke. Have you ever tried that? What? <laughs> milk with like Coca Cola? You got it, yes. <laughs> no, that's. I, I'm so curious now, I have to try. I feel like I want to try it. I like milk and I like Coca Cola. But think about it those like 50 diners have the floats, right? Where they put ice cream with Coke. That makes sense, yeah. But I've never sense. tried it because I find that disgusting to begin with. So I don't know. I don't know how it tastes like, what it would taste like. Even like cherry Coke was off for me, vanilla Coke is off, like all those flavored Cokes. Did not yeah. do anything for me. And now imagine putting something thick. Now, I, I don't know how thick it is. Maybe it, maybe it's the like the 1% milk. But if it's like yeah. a half and half cream and shit. Ugh. No, I, yeah, that's nuts. No, I've never heard of that. No. Where, are they like offering that at like restaurants or is it just people on the internet doing it kind of? I think it's something like I saw it on Twitter the other day that they said, because obviously, obviously everything on Twitter must be true, right? So yeah, no, that's a rule. Yeah, I think the, I think Trump passed that. <laughs> but uh, someone posed a question like, um, "What's like your your craziest drink?" Like just how I asked you now, and the most response people came back with this is, I guess, it's an underground thing. People were scared to admit it, but now that everyone's admitting it, people are being proud of it. So this has been going wow. on for a while now. It's, it's I don't know, man. I mean, also I just talked about how I poured cream, whiskey, and beer into a, a glass and drank it. So. I guess milk and milk and coke isn't that crazy, but right? I think it's just so crazy because they're the two most popular. You know, like they're two very popular drinks, and uh, oh. I just can't imagine. I know what they taste like separately. I just, but I cannot imagine what they would. Uh, right, taste I could, like together. No, like I said, even the flavored cokes I can't do. So, oof, n- not to me. Like even like uh, like the Seven Elevens when you do like the big gulps and the Slurpees, I'd usually just can condense it yeah. to like two flavors because you put too much it starts looking brown and purplish and you're like what the fuck yeah, am i drinking do, yeah 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 no two flavors two flavors max maybe three with a slurpee but yeah usually two all right so you also co-host a podcast yes and how has that been you have a co-host h foley so it's not just yes. you by yourself it's just it's i guess you got like a, a budding uh bro romance i guess Sure. Well, we, so I, uh, I I started comedy in Philadelphia, right. and uh, I'm in New York now. And I had started with uh, the guy Henry H. Foley, mm-hmm. and uh, we're kind of each other's. Uh, I hate him a lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's <laughs> okay. He's such a bad person. Like he's lovable, but like he's just such a bad person, and he's got so many. Uh, oh my god! Terrible things about him. Not okay. To, I, not to say that I am a. Not to say I'm a, I'm a saint by any means, of course. Um, but we, you know, the we just get each other's, you know, we're like comedy soulmates to each other. Like uh, we can just get each other laughing, and I know, like the second I, I know exactly how to get him laughing, and right. exactly how to get me laughing, and it's just Perfect. like so. Uh, and plus, we're too crazy. I'm also like we have like anger issues, and, and you know, oh, we rant a lot, and right. Um, it's like things that give us, you know, everybody's like no hard feelings type thing. Like we're kind of like, I'm carrying these hard feelings. Like we hold grudges with people, you know, <laughs> which is like, 
all the things you're not supposed to do, you know? Right. And we kind of just leaned into it and being like, well, this is who we are. Like, I'm, he's 43. Okay. I'm 32. So it's right. like, this is who I am. Like, I'm, and, but like, yeah. also, oddly, in the same thing, it's helped me, uh, it's helped me grow a lot. Because, like, uh, I've realized, like, my it's making me sit back and realize, like, okay, it's not good to hold on to, like, all those grudges and right. all those hard, you know, to, to have to harness those hard feelings. So it's it's made me calm down and, you know, kind of look, change perspective on things a little bit. Right. No, not me. Fuck that. I hold a grudge till the day I die. If you've betrayed <laughs> me in such a point where I can't forgive, fuck you, man. I get it, man. I get it. Trust <laughs> me, I'm not, I haven't changed, but it's helping me at least, you know, uh, change my perspective a little bit or shed some light into it but yeah man no i get it dude i'm the same way it's like if you cross me and in my head i'm like well i'm never gonna see you ever again you know right because it's not even the point okay i'm able to forgive because obviously i've I've been married for eight close to 18 years now well at least living together so i know how to forgive you have to but there's just certain things that you can't forgive and again i've already talked about this too before but it's just that certain thing and if they've done it before, they're probably going to do it again. And I hate sure. having the shame on me the second time. It's like, I should have known better. Fuck, man. I know, of course, of course. And that's, that I think is, you know, how hard you are on yourself if they screw you again somehow. Mm. I shows That's a testament to how crazy you are. So, like, Thank you. In the, in the sense, I mean, I'm the same. I'm the same way. <laughs> so my, the, the co-host of my podcast He's currently dating somebody that I was seeing at one point. Oh, wow. Like, okay. So we, we were like, so it's like the, our, it's also part of our relationship is like us. Uh, I did, and that happened. <laughs> and like, I was like, don't do it. And he did right. it anyway. And it was okay. like, you know, do we fist fight in the street? Do it like, do <laughs> I, I in my head? I'm like, well, I can never talk to you ever, ever, ever again. Like, okay. You know what I mean? You've, you know, that kind of thing. Right. Um, but also, at the end of the day, like, I was able to take, like, inventory in a little bit. And, like, well, I didn't really, you know, like her. Okay, so that's like, different, yeah. It was more of, like, a casual thing we had going on. But also, at the same time, I was like, do, do not. He was yeah. like, yo, is it cool if I do that? I said, no, it's not. Like, don't, don't do it. Exactly, and yeah, yeah. still went and did it anyway, you know. Right. Um, because he's a human piece of garbage. But, uh, <laughs> so, like. Holes before bros in his case. Joking. What'd you say? I said hoes before bros in his case. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but now they've been dating for like three or four years. Oh, okay. Together, so it's like, you know, who am I? So, but there's also like in the pod, within the podcast, that is kind of built in. And right. uh, all the listeners know. So like anytime I'm like, because we, you know, make shitty jokes back and forth to each other, mean jokes sometimes, whatever. Right. And uh, that's good, that's good so, podcasting. You know, like, sometimes if someone's like, oh, that's what your girlfriend said, or that's what, you know, your mom. When I say that, like, oh, that, and the most, if not all of the fans know that when I say, like, oh, that's what your girlfriend said or something. Right. That there's that much extra meaning and it's not that much more of a mean joke because, you know, uh, there is that history there. No, that's fantastic. Because, okay, how about this scenario? What if you were dating her and he stole her from you? How about that? I'd have to kill both of them. <laughs> Thank the you. Only, that's the only way. I mean, I will. Well, we'd be doing this podcast through three inches of glass right now, I think. Oh, shit. Thank you. Okay, but no, in that scenario, it's true. If you're over the chick or if you're over the person and your friend wants it, why not? What's the jealousy in it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why be so insecure? 
Sure. Well, that's ultimately, that was a me thing of like trying to figure out like, right. just in my head, I go, no, I don't want that. I don't know why I don't want it. It's insecurity. It's, you know, exactly. it's whatever. And I'm going, no, don't do it. And then he did it anyway. And it was, honestly, it was something for me to like really see. You know, <laughs> it was a growing moment for me to be like, All right. Right, do I really care? Not really. Like I, if I never had seen her again, I wouldn't really care either. You exactly. Know? I'm just now being mad because I think I should be mad, but I'm not, you know. <laughs> hey, we're but all human. Every, yeah, everything in me has been like, up until this point, has been like, I react this way, and that's what it is, and I'm just hate, hate you and everything, but I'm like, wait, I don't really need to hate you. I'm just, you know, my crazy Irish temper brain is uh, telling me I need to be mad at somebody. <laughs> exactly. So you said off the bat, you were born in, in, in Philly, but you moved to New York. Mm-hmm. So I assume yeah. the Philly scene for comedy isn't as big as New York, obviously, right? Um, was yes, that the reason? New York is kind of uh, the, the the mecca a little bit. I mean, you know, people in LA will say that's a little right. better, but the, there's also two varying styles between New York and LA. Of course. It, it attracts two different people, you know. Yeah. Um, they say you go to New York to get good at comedy, you mm-hmm. go to LA to get famous type thing. Oh, that makes sense. You know, because, like, in New York, you can, you know, I mean, if you're really working, even if you're an open micer, right, like, say you just, you want to stop art, I mean, that's, you can get more stage time, you can do five open mics a night if right. a day if you want to in New York, where it's like, that's probably, I've never done open mics in LA, but I'm assuming that's, you know, hard because you have to drive everywhere and uh, parking, and I just, there's just, the amount of stage time isn't there from my understanding, so. Right, right. Um. You really, if you want to value, like, really being good and really, like, you know, there's, like, a, a craftsmanship to it in New York, I feel, okay. you know. Um, of course. Yeah, where L.A. is definitely more, like, performance-based. There's a lot of actors in the world and, like, you know. Uh, um, yeah, that is or true. Or, like, New York, New York is kind of, you just show up in a t-shirt and lean <laughs> against a wall, don't move and just deliver your jokes, you know. That's New York where it's, like, the jokes have to be really good, kind of. No, pretty much. Like I've been to New York once, and I went to the Comedy Cellar to to catch a show. And yeah, it, I've never been to LA, so I can't really compare. But sure. it's because here in Toronto, everyone says we're a mix of LA and and New York. It's sort of a little bit of both, right? Uh, cool. So where our comedy is, we get um, sort of like the LA comedy, and we get the New York comedy too. But to just see mm-hmm. the pure New York and just be there and have like, because it, it wasn't it wasn't an open mic, but there was it was like pretty much all headliners. I can't remember who was there. But sure. one after another, after another, it's like, I know you, I know you, I know you. Yeah. Whereas no, versus here yeah. in Toronto, you get that one big headliner and a bunch of openers, right? Sure. Well, the thing, the thing in, the thing within New York, that's where, you know, or, or LA, but that's where all the comedians live, right? So that's like true. one guy goes to Toronto to perform for the weekend and he's yes. going to do an hour. Exactly. But in New York, they all live there on a, so on a Wednesday night you can get like, you know, five of the best comics in the world yep. performing on the same show doing 15 minutes or 20 minutes or so, you know, which also is like, that's another reason you have to, like, I, if you want to really pursue comedy in the stage, you should really be in, you know, at least in my opinion, you should be in New York or LA because, because you know. If you're in a smaller market like New York, or I'm sorry, if you're in a smaller market like Philadelphia or, right. you know, I, I don't know, Miami or sure. somewhere, Dallas, um, there's good comedians and there's a good scene, but like you can become the big fish in the small pond exactly. quite quickly. Yeah. And 
the second you're the funniest guy in the room, you can no longer really get better. Like, you have to have... So true. So, like, even those great comedians that you saw all go up one after another after another, like, I'll do a show where I'm in the middle of that. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, I have to. (laughs) You know, you have to get better, you know what I mean? So it's like, you need that competition, you need that... At least I do. I kind of thrive in that, like, well, I don't want to embarrass myself in front of this guy who has three Netflix specials, you know what right. I mean, type thing. So it's like you really got to perform. And that, you know, moving to New York kind of pushes you to be better, I feel, or L.A. at the same time because, you know, there's amazing comedians in L.A. as well. You know? No, no kidding. So did you ever get to perform in Philly? Yeah, before I started in Philly for like two years, I think. So like how is it? Because, okay, I'm a huge sports fan. And mm-hmm. my favorite football team is the Eagles. Oh, go Birds, yeah. And, well, my favorite hockey team, it's in Pennsylvania, but it's the Penguins. Ah, all right. So, when oh, I watch Pennsylvania. hockey, and every time, obviously, you have the rivalry between the Penguins and the Flyers, right? Mm-hmm. And you see the crowd. And even, because I'm an 80s baby, so I got to see all that early Flyers stuff. Like, my favorite goalie of all time is Ron Hextall. Oh, Hands on, down. Of course. So, you know what I mean? So I used to idolize him. Like, even when I played hockey, I took his number 27. I did everything. Like, I, everything. Even his routine before with the two things across the posts. Oh, dude, that's, that's burned into my brain. <laughs> right? So, you know what I mean? I've seen the Philly crowd. Have you ever gotten that raucous Philly crowd? And did, yeah. did it, like, rattle you, fuck you up? And um, Yes and no, a little bit. Well, okay. there's, a, I've had it, yes. I don't know if it necessarily rattled me because I was living in Philly. Mm. And that's just how, you know, Philly people are a little, you know, I mean, they have the reputation of like the sports fans, you know, so it's like, yes. we are a little trashy. We have an edge <laughs> to us. You know? yep. I was just back in Philly walking around the other day and I'm like, okay. Philly is still a city where you can like get punched in the face. Wow. Like, at any, like, there's just, it's in the air, you know, there's <laughs> something, a, I can, a fight could break out. Right. Like, and it doesn't, and every, it's, I don't know, there's just, we're like in New York, that's not the case, but in Philly right. still definitely has that edge. And, okay. But if you kind of, uh, you know, so the, yes, I've been in the crowds, what, I've been on stage when it's just been like, you're at a, you're at a bar, right, and they just turn the TVs off mm. and put you in the corner and they go, like, go. And there's just a bunch of, like, people that didn't even know it was a comedy show. Right. So they're like, fuck this. They're just talking, <laughs> yelling out. They don't care, you know. True, yeah, yeah. It's Friday night. They're, you know, they, they just, they're like plumbers and, you know, <laughs> light fitters. They worked all week. They're yep. in there in, like, overalls and, you know, like, dirty, greasy hands, like, trying to hit on the bartender. Like, <laughs> it's, they're, they're hell gigs. And, uh, you know, you I have that. I also have that edge and that, you know, tenacity in me. So I just, right. I know how to fight back. Like okay. I know how to fight back. Yeah, it's in you know how to just start calling them a dumb, bunch of dumb idiots. And like, I'm like, right. I'm giving math lessons, you know, <laughs> tutor you in math in the parking lot later, you idiots. And like, they, res- you know, the, the knuckleheads respect that. And then you of course. get them and then it turns them a little bit. Kind of like that famous Bill Burr. I don't know if you've seen that in Philadelphia where yes. he gets food for 10 minutes. It's yes. the same. And then he flipped it right around. At the end of it, you got to stay in ovation because yep. they, res- they res- you know, those knuckleheads respect getting yelled at. You know, yep. like, God, oh, this guy's got balls. I right. know. <laughs> that was classic. Yeah. So I've had, yes, for sure. You kind of come up in those rooms and really <laughs> learn. And on, sometimes it goes terribly, terribly, terribly wrong. And the drive home is very uh, lonely and quiet. And yeah. I'm sure it could be a very humbling experience, right? 
yes. I mean, it's humbling. A comedy <laughs> in general is humbling joke to joke. You know what I mean? Like, you could be three minutes into your set, like, doing so good, you're feeling yourself, and you're like, oh, I'm the funniest guy here. And then you tell a joke and it bombs and it gets real quiet and you're like, oh, I guess I am not as funny as I thought I was. You know, that confidence really goes. So what's the most fucked up thing to ever happen to you on stage? Oh, man. Um, hmm. One of the ones that jumps to mind is uh, one of the most annoying things I had was like last year I was at a show. It was like a bar show and bar shows in new york are just like they're free you know what i mean they drag in tourists off the street right and you know a lot of times it's just drunk people or whatever but it's and we you know comics use that as shows to work on new material being that like well you didn't pay for you know you didn't pay for a 30 dollar ticket and a two drink minimum right there's no i don't owe you anything exactly thank in you the back of a bar yeah 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 I'm going to do a couple of jokes that I know work to get you on my side. And then sure. like, I'm just going to, you know, kick around some ideas. And a lot of times it doesn't work, you know, necessarily. Right. Um, so they can be shitty, wacky, weird energy, you know, like homeless people in there type thing. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Got some squatters. It's just like, yeah, it's just like crazy <laughs> characters show up to free comedy shows in New York. But right. um, I had a girl walk up on stage and oh, plug no. her phone in because there was an outlet behind me on stage. You gotta be kidding me. I swear to fucking God. And she, was, uh, she was younger, obviously, because, like, and, and I, I no don't want to trash the millennials, whatever. They get enough. I feel like they get a bad rap. But, like, she was just, like, you know, a 20 year old or 21, whatever year old girl who was right. like, I can do this. Like, yeah. of course I can just walk onto stage while this guy is performing oh and plug my, my phone in. And I was. It sucked because, like, I was one, I wasn't doing that well on stage. Right. And, uh, all the other people in there were young, you know what okay. I mean? So, like, I didn't even have, like, people to complain with. Right, they to back like, you up. Yeah, of course she's going to plug her phone in. We need our phone. Exactly. Like, what's this What's this weird bald guy talking about? Oh, you my God. Like, so, I tried being like, are you fucking... I can curse on this, by the of way, Of course right? you can. I tried being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? What, are you crazy? And everybody yeah. just looked at me like, hey, man, relax. She's just plugging her phone in. And I was like, all right. That, so, that was... That was definitely the most annoying thing. That like that really sticks out. Oh my! Okay, how about the, did you finish the set and her phone was still plugged in? I think. <laughs> uh, now I need to know the outcome of this. I'm intrigued. And I can't remember, but like, I, I want to say maybe it didn't work. The outlet, and then she mm. walked back. Okay. Because I don't remember it being there. To be honest. Okay. Like, okay. I think I would have been like, no, you. I, I don't remember, but there was no way I was going to continue with her phone on the stage. I know that for a fucking fact. So I feel like maybe she might have gotten embarrassed and walked away, or maybe the outlet didn't work, but maybe she was back in the audience at the right. end. And oh they just all God. looked at me like, why are you being mean to this girl who just wants to plug her phone in? And I was just, you know, the asshole who didn't understand the youth. And I was, uh, I just did my like 10 minutes and then got off stage and walked right out of there, yeah. Oh my god! So how long have you been doing this for? Uh, about eight years. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah. So so uh, a bit of time. It was, um. Yeah. I think three years in Philly. About three years in Philly and about oh, nice. five years here. So. Yeah. So what you what got you into it? What's your inspiration? Favorite comedians? Oh man, I always I don't know, man. It's like looking back, I try to think of like how 
what started this or I, I just remember as a kid always watching stand up. Like I always mm. watched it and like even as a kid I remember like having an opinion on people right at that time who are now like famous and being like, This guy's not this isn't that I'm like, this isn't appealing, this is like up there complaining about his divorce or like it's not <laughs> funny, like I don't um and I just always, always loved it. And I would recite it. Like, I would memorize it. Okay, and then, like, right. go into school and, like, you know, do the people would be like, oh, did you see that Chappelle thing? And I, mm. like, had to be memorized. And, like, they'd be talking about it. And I'd be like, no, it was this. Like, the nuance, the rhythm, the... It, you know, I, I became, like, fanatic about it. And I still, right. like, I still am to this day, like, a huge fan of comedy. And, like, little things that get me. And I'm like, oh, that mm. little trick. That's what he... Just the rhythm, the choices... It's still all like I'm like a you know like a nerd when it comes to it. Um, right. So I just loved it, and then I met a I met a comic who was in a frat with my these, these kids that I knew, okay. and they he'd done something local like on like the local Comcast like on demand like you know it was like a local TV spot like right. super like public access okay. kind of, and it was on demand like on like you know you could like get it on demand and. Uh, my friend showed me and there was like four people in the audience when he did it. And it was like, mm. but I saw, it, I was like, holy shit. And I saw that kid at a party and I'm like, yo, you're the comedian. And he's <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I've always wanted to do it. He goes, right. yeah, just come down on Thursday and do it. And I'm like, what? You can just like, I didn't know you could just like go right? do it. Exactly. I didn't know like if there was a class, if there was, <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know what to do. Like, you know, right. Um, because at the time, like, podcasts weren't a thing. Like, That's there was no, true. like, documentaries on comedy. I didn't you know, know that is true. Just, I didn't know how to tell it. Now you just, now you can listen to five podcasts, know exactly what to do, yeah. how to do it, and then just, of you course. know. It's still very hard, but you, there's a little bit of a roadmap where back then I was, I didn't even, this is the first comedian I've met in real life, and I'm like, oh, I want to do comedy. And he right. goes, yeah, come down on Thursday, I'll put you up. And I'm like, oh, shit. So I went down and yeah. did it. You know, and I was hooked, yeah. And that's it. The rest is history, as they say. So do you have any regrets up to this day? That Um, you should have done, should have taken, shouldn't have done, you know, stuff like that? Not really, no. Um, I definitely think... Uh, no, I'm, I'm happy with, you know, obviously I wish, I think, I think everybody wishes their career would be a little better in, of in, course. in, every, in every sense of everybody ever yeah. in the world, but, most definitely. um, I do know, I, I, I think I moved to, you know, I'm happy that I'm doing comedy. It's, you know, changed my life for the better. I've got to, right. you know, travel the, the world and the That's country and, you know, I've, I've, you know, it's, I love getting on a plane and flying somewhere to go tell jokes. It's, it's like cool, cool. You know what I'm like? Oh, I'm, I'm flying here. They, they're flying me out and putting me up and I right. get to tell jokes in this weird town for the weekend. And then, you know, <laughs> you go home. Um, I enjoy it. I just, there's a lot of, uh, the kind of one thing that stinks. There's a lot of, especially now with social media, there's a lot mm. of politics right. and like coolness, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like, if you do a show, you got to post that you're doing the show. You got to post Instagram stories when you're at the show. Right. After the show, you got to make a post. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. That you know, it's like right, right. It's a big. Uh, it's a big sort of. It's just like everybody's jerking each other off. Ultimately, you know what I right. mean? Like, oh, this guy's so funny. This is great. This it's like you know, and it's it's frustrating because, and I think that's a bigger thing with the the culture in general of how 
people are viewed on social media. Right. You know, everybody's life is great on social media. Uh, you know? Definitely. So you get the best version fun. of them. Of course, you get people like there's. I mean, they, even in the app, you can filter what you see. <laughs> I know. See. So it's like <laughs> it's not. You know. Yeah, and it's, so it's like when you're seeing on Instagram, and I just follow all comedians. You know, right. and it's like. Oh, this guy's doing this. I haven't done that. She's got this. I need to get that. They're at this place. I should be there. And it's just right. like, you know, you're just bombarded with things that you're not doing. And that's in, you know, anything. That's like if a, a teenager was at a party, didn't go to a party and all the mm. Snapchats or whatever, just everybody having fun at the party, you right. feel like left out. Of course. Um, so it's like, it's tough, especially with social media. Like, uh, I guess imagine. back in the 90s, it was easy. You were just like, oh, there was, you know... There wasn't as, uh, as you know, uh, you didn't feel like such a loser if you weren't somewhere doing something that everybody else was doing, I feel. No, it's true. And plus, we didn't have the outlets back in the day, too. Because, well, I guess what? You go on the local news station or radio station, stuff like that. Newspaper, yeah. maybe. And that's about it. Would be like, yeah, I guess like, the, yeah, radio station, some TV stuff. You know, yeah. that's that. There was no, like, constant bombardment of you're a failure. You're not doing this. Look at what this person's doing, you know. And again, it's, it's terrible for our society moving forward. I think it goes down to we're just a pussyfied society now because, like, even in my instances, like, um, I never ask any of the guests to retweet, to do anything once they're on. If mm-hmm. they want to do it on their behalf, thank you, fantastic. But I'm not going to say you have to do this or please do this. Sure, but if you do, I, I'm, a, I'm a firm stance believer in this. If you have somebody on your podcast and they don't retweet it, mm. they're a fucking piece of garbage. <laughs> Because I've had people, I've had friends, I've had so-called friends on my fucking podcast that didn't retweet it because they right. thought it was. I'm like, what's going to ruin your Twitter feed? Thank you, loser. To your, to your 200 or your, you know, your fear, even if least to your 2,000 followers, <laughs> fucking loser. Yeah, it's like you're at least the way I see it. It's like, hey man, even if a podcast has four listeners, right? Let's right. just say there's four people that listen to your podcast. Okay, I'm at least. Doing the work of putting the show on, having you come on, and at least showcasing you to those four people, you know? Of course. See, you understand because you you have a podcast. Yeah, because you know the ins and outs. Well, you guys don't really have guests, but like in my terms, I have to do like background checks, I have to look, I have to see what they've done. So I'm not not like a fool or I want to plug their shit properly and respect the guests. So, and like, like for example, there's been a few times where a couple of guests have flaked on me literally last minute. And I put in all this work, like literally, and some were like, I don't want to toot my own horn, but some were like pretty big people and they had a lot of work behind them. So I've even watched like their movies, their early stuff. If it was stand-up comedians, their specials, you know what I mean? And then just to get back literally an hour before we're about to record, oh no, sorry, I got sick or oh, sorry, something else came up. It's like, okay, I understand, but can you give me an alternative? Can you be like, oh, I can't do it, but let's do it this day or even... Oh, I know so-and-so, he could fill in for me instead, or some, anything, you uh-huh. know what I mean? Give me an option. Don't just shut sure. me down last minute and then never want to come on again. It's like, so why did you agree to come on? It makes no sense. Yeah. No, I, I completely agree, man. It's uh, it's frustrating, dude. It's, yeah, it's, uh, it's ultimately people, everybody thinks in every set, especially in entertainment or podcasting or comedy or whatever, right. it's like everybody thinks they're better than they are. Myself included, you know what I mean? Like, but and, you know what? You have to in order to succeed, though. You can't be course. that it's, it's, person in the corner. Any good, yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to succeed. Of course. So of course, so it's it's tough, but also at the same time, I mean, like, dude. So I used to have a podcast with uh, your a 
former guest you had, Andrew Chavon. Oh, perfect. Okay. Yeah. Chavon, me and Chavon are buddies. So oh, yeah. He's a great me, guy. My current, my current podcast guest, Chavon, and one or two other people. It was okay. called Center City Comedy. Doesn't matter, but we would have guests on that sure. regularly. Okay, okay. And friends, friends who I've been friends with for years, and they wouldn't fucking retweet it or, uh-huh. you know, they wouldn't post about it. And I'm like, but right. they would like it. I'm like, so you, you cocksuckers, you solve it. <laughs> At least don't like it so I can I can lie to myself and somebody didn't see the notification. Right. But you, you, you know, you you liked it. So now I know you saw it and you, okay. you didn't have the balls to, uh, to tweet it. Oh my god, it's so true. What's and you know you know what the fucked up part is too about all this? Half the people that follow you have their retweets off anyway, so they're not going to fucking see it. Yeah, yeah, of course, exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't it's get like, people. So it's tough, man. You have to have that ego to be like, yeah, I am great or I am good. You know what I mean? Or proficient in this thing or whatever it is what you're doing. So you have to have that ego, but like you have to be able to check it at times too. Like I don't oh, care of who course. you are, unless you're Brad Pitt, sure, you have to retweet the fucking podcast to us all. You know? <laughs> but again, you have to be respectful to a certain degree as well. We're like we're all like they say, if you prick me I bleed red, you know what I mean? So come on. Sure. And comedy specifically now navigating that with navigating those egos, um no, because comedy kind of like acting and stuff, like there's no structure to it. You just have a bunch of, I know, right? You know, mentally ill people <laughs> operating in this world. <laughs> That's a good description. They're all crazy, right. myself included. Like I try to, I'm at least aware of my craziness, but some people are just like, you're like, whoa, you're nuts. Right. Delusional. There's no, there's no barrier to entry to start doing comedy. You can just be a crazy person and walk in and sign up on a piece of paper. Right. And now, like, I just have to hang out with you every week. Oh, my You're God. just in my world. You know, it's like... That's um, too funny. <laughs> so you have to be, like, an egomaniac and, like, just, yeah, some of the people are just, you know, just just wacky. And you have to learn how to, you know, like, okay, I don't engage with that person. Or right. you have to, I engage with that person in a certain way. And, you True. know, everybody's ego is... is uh, there's no humble people getting into stand-up comedy, no, by the way. They're sure. all, you know, they all have a huge ego. So to, to learn how to navigate that is is the hardest, is probably one of the hardest parts about comedy. Any uh, schmuck can write a dick joke, you know. That's true. I could only imagine, like, that's the one thing. Because a lot of, again, a lot of talking to a lot of comedians after we finish recording or even before, they always ask, are you a comedian yourself? Do you ever want to get into it? And it's like, hell fucking no. I know how yeah. hard it is. Like, it seems easy on the outside for people looking in. But once you get in and out, talking to comedians on a regular and knowing what they go through and stuff, it's like, no, no, I'm more of the the fucking guy who sits in the corner. I, I'm like the hype man to the rapper, put it that way. I'll just say sure, a couple sure, words every once sure. in a while and I'll let the main guy be funny. You know what I mean? So I guess that's, that's why right. podcasting yeah, 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 works yeah. for me. Take your shots in where you can, of course. Of course exactly. Yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that you, you're like the nerd of comedy. You look at all the little nuances. You like to, to critique the little small things. You know what? I'm the same thing. I do that just in life as a general. Like to me, sure. I always say the little things are what count. And checking out some of your comedy, I noticed like your mannerisms and just you being on stage like that alone made me almost laugh more and enjoy more your comedy. Cause oh, if you're into you, it more and you seem like this is the first time you're actually telling your story, cause obviously it's not, but to the sure. people sitting there, it makes them feel like you're saying it for the first time too. So it's an authentic, I guess, not conversation, but dialogue to the audience. It, uh-huh. it made, to me, it made it a lot better. So to me, that made you stand out and that what makes you stand out amongst the other people. Oh man. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's uh Wow, yeah, that means a lot. I think um, I try, it is, you know, I mean, in order for a joke to work, 
to get a joke to work, you have to tell it a hundred times. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, you know, and then, okay, so then it starts working, and then you, you know, I mean, sometimes you'll do, you know, you have ten shows a week, so you're doing that joke ten times a week. Mm. That's Sometimes crazy. more. Right. It's like, so now, even, even, a, even the best right now are operating at like a year. Right, it takes right. them a year to write something yep. and then film it, and that's now people are realizing that that was too quick. People are doing it; it's now like more like two years, three years. Okay, right. But back when Louis was doing, you know, so he would write a joke, mm. and the lifespan of a joke is a year. Okay, right. So say you write a joke, and it gets good. You've performed that joke. I mean, minimum ten times a week mm. for a year. Okay. So you've performed that joke over, what is that, 500 times? I'm not kidding. Yeah, that's a lot. So it's like, I'm 482. you got to like try to be in the fucking moment. You know what I mean? It's I like, know. Uh, you know, so it's tough. But I think I try to be conversational and I try to like, talk to the – I try to get into it differently at right. least a little bit. I like, you know, I have a joke about working with my family. So like I asked, oh, has anybody ever done that? You know, mm. and then – I go, oh, who did you work for? They'll go, something, my aunt, my dad, my brother. And right. I go, okay, well, at least it's a little different now. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, I am at least in a different space ta- talking. I'm at least talking to this person. Right. I'm sure I know what I'm going to say to them. Well, of but course. Like, but you don't know what they're going to say to you first. It's a little different. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, there's a little bit of a reaction to it. I have mm. to try to match their energy. So it's not me just reciting it. And I feel in order for me, and it, it keeps me on my toes, mm-hmm. and I like... It keeps me on my toes. It keeps me. It keeps the delivery fresh a little bit instead of being so stale. And yeah. I thoroughly enjoy interacting with the crowd. I think I'm very awesome. unbiasedly very good at it. Sometimes I'm so good at it that like it, it I, my my it's better than my jokes. And then like I'll get I'll do really good at like messing with the audience, right? And then they don't want to hear my joke because my jokes aren't as good as stuff I come up with on the spot sometimes. So it's uh, it hurts me at times, but I thoroughly enjoy it and. Uh, so that's part of it. I try to keep it fresh by, you know, by interacting with the audience as much as possible to, to try to stay in the moment. No, of course. And I guess that's how you keep it fresh, right? Like you were just saying. Yeah, so. ideally, you know, it doesn't always work out that way. Right. But, you know. <laughs> See, because you said your your background is Irish. At first, I thought you were almost like Italian because of the way you're moving your body with your hand gestures on stage and like your facial expressions. Sure. Usually that's a typical Italian-American, you know what I mean? Not to stereotype, course, course. but, you know, that's what oh, it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're, they're, 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 they're white. You're allowed to stereotype them. It's fine. Well, if, you, you know what it is. To me, it's not a stereotype if majority of that race actually does it. I'm sorry. How could that be a stereotype? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's... <laughs> okay, I agree. I'm agree. I'm in agreement. I get it. Just pointing out I the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, are you a hockey fan? Then, are you a football fan? I was, man. I grew up playing hockey, dude. I, oh, I, nice. I fucking I grew up playing. I just kept getting hurt. I'm as I'm, I found out what uh, I'm uh, what the Canadians would refer to as a band aid. <laughs> okay. Is that does that make does that did I use that correctly? I don't think so, but please explain. <laughs> well, then I just I would constantly get hurt. I just right. so I have a couple of buddies from Toronto. Actually, okay, the, the comedians from Toronto. Right, right. That are live, live in New York now, and they, they have a sports podcast, and I did that, and I just talked about how I kept getting hurt, and they were like, okay. "Oh, you're a band aid." I don't know what that means. I just, I guess. It, yeah, I, I never heard that term before like that. Well, fuck them, you know. That's what I'm saying. Well, then there you go. You're allowed to. <laughs> 
No. Um, <laughs> yeah, we just kept getting hurt. I played as a right. kid. I played ice and roller hockey. Roller okay. Hockey. I mean, dude, Hextall, Lindros, Leclerc. Of course. You know, I mean, like, dude, that was that was my I, I, I the I Legion loved, of Doom. Loved. Yep. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, who else? Eric Desjard, uh, Desjardins, and Michael Rosenberg. Or Oh, um, um, he ended up coming to the Leafs too after, um, uh, oh, I can't remember his name now. Renberg. Rosenberg. Renberg. 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 Michael Renberg. Yes. That whole, I mean, dude, that was my, I was, you know, that was in the 90s. I was Mm -hmm. like 10, 11, you know, I I was, I idolized those guys. Um, Right. So I played, um, hockey. I grew up in the suburbs of Philly. So like hockey, you know, I lived in a cul-de-sac. So like that was. Street hockey. Everybody came down to the cul-de-sac and we of course. Just played for, for hours. And, yeah, you know, hockey was the sport. And I was, you know, I was decent. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't good. I wasn't going to play in college or anything. <laughs> right. Like that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I was capable, um, and I, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. But I just kept getting hurt. I like, <laughs> I, I really messed up my knee. Oh shit! Uh, I had multiple surgeries on my arm. Really? Like, oh my yeah, god! I just kept getting, I just kept getting hurt. Oh wow! Okay, well, I don't feel half as bad now because I, I used to play goalie, as I mentioned, and I used to get hit. Like obviously, being the goalie, and especially back then, the sport was still rough. So sure. there's a lot of crashing the net and stuff like that. So I'd always take the bumps and fall and get concussed every so often. So to me, that's as far as my. I'd never got like torn anything. I've like the most I probably got was like a bruised. Like the worst is because back then the insulation and the pads were garbage. Not like how these oh, kids sure. have it nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I could have- when you would do like the butterfly save or when you would spread to go from one post to the other and the guy takes a shot and it hits that inner thigh where there's no protection, like right underneath your ball sack right there, uh-huh. almost beside the taint. Oh, man, yeah, that's uh, like the worst feeling in the world. That's the worst injury I think I've ever had, honestly, other than, uh, I can, dude, I can than a concussion. I've done that in street hockey where it's like, you know, nobody wanted to be the goalie. <laughs> like never had a steady goalie. So, you know, you'd have to switch the pads off and right. somebody on the block had like the oldest. What are they? What are they called? What are the pads? What are the leg pads called? Is there a name for them? I can't remember. No, they're just goalie pads. Like we, we used to pads. use the inside of... Um, Couch cushions. We'd take out the of outside course. and then put yeah. a strap around them, and that's it. And then mm-hmm. we'd use a baseball glove as the glove and a regular uh, hockey regular glove. Hockey glove as the waffle, the waffle, right? That's what it was called? I think so, yeah. That huge one from, like, the 70s. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, same, good. The same shit. Like, a normal hockey. If somebody had a goalie stick, we were, like, lucky. Yes. Um, exactly. Just typically just a normal stick. Uh, <laughs> the yeah, good man, old we days. Did all, we did all that same shit. I remember <laughs> having to be the goalie at times. And, like, right. Just getting like beamed and like the, where the where there wasn't. I mean, we're, we were elementary school kids. But, right. Like, you get beamed where there was no pad, dude. Oh man, I remember just, like people just falling down, be like, "All right, hold on, hold on, let him regain his you know composure a little bit." Oh my god, like we weren't as far because I I remember I think as soon as I hit high school it was different because then we had like intramural and we actually had house leagues and team hockey, so I ended up trying out for those after. But before that, in elementary school, I remember we used to have like a street league where every street had a team. So you'd face That's off right. against so each cool. other and we'd have like our own tournament. And then, but then there was just this one team. We thought they were on drugs or something. Like they were all, I, I think the limit we put on was like, no one could be in high school or something. So sure. high school and younger, right? Something like that. But there was this team. I'm sorry. These people are as old as my parents. Like what the fuck? Like you could tell they probably played in the NHL or something. And they're like creaming every team. Sure. Like every other game was like so close. 3-3, three, 2-3, three, three, one nothing. Every team who faced this team, 12-0, 14-0. It's like, what yeah, the fuck? Worked. Yeah. That's funny. I remember we were, I think we were probably 14 or so. I think okay. I was playing in like an intramural league or like a, I forget 
where it was. Right. It was a roller. It was like a summer roller hockey mm. league. And, nice. uh, you know, like for fun, like, you know, it wasn't like super competitive, you know, right. it was like in-house type thing. Sure. Uh, but nonetheless, I remember, I think it was like an under 14 league or, you know, 14 and under okay. for the league. And the driving agent in, uh, Pennsylvania, or I think in the whole country is 16. Um, and this one team was driving themselves to the game. And I'm like, this is something. Like, what this the is... fuck? And they were just, they were beating us like 15 nothing. And I'm like, because they're, they're 18. They've all gone through puberty. Like, this is right. Like, these are men. I'm like, you know, I don't even have a hair on my ball. Either, you know I mean? Like, I was, I was like 13 or 12 or something. Oh, my God. And then you yeah. see their baby mama sitting in the crowd cheering. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like the one guy has to leave to go to work early or something. I'm like, this isn't fair. But you know what? There's uh, always that either one team or one person. Like even going to high school, you had that one guy that looked just as old as the teachers. You know, there's always that one course. person, right? It's like, where the fuck did you come from? I know. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. Um, that's funny that you were, you were a goalie because I've the past like two weeks I've been researching uh, goalie psychology. Okay, right. I think it's so used, it's so similar to comedy. Okay. Because it's like you stand alone, right? right? And it's like, you're by yourself. Right. All the pressure's on you. Right. <laughs> and you're only going, you're going to fail. Yeah. Or really, really succeed. Yes. But, like, <laughs> but majority fail. Yeah. Well, you're, I mean, like, you're only going to, you're only going to get better if you fail. Like, if you get beat, you're like, okay, like, you yeah. can learn from that. But, like, it's tough, like, after you let in three goals or something and yeah. you lose three nothing. I know. That ride home is a lot similar, I would feel, to like me bombing. And yeah. getting off stage and being like, Jesus Christ, like what am I, am I any good at this? Yeah. But then it's like, and especially if you know it's your fault and you could have had those saves. Like if it wasn't the defenseman's fault or the other team's fault, it was just solely on you, yeah, that fucking eats at you, man. Well, like, I also think like, perfection's not expect, like, expect, and I think, you know, goalie, or a lot of people you know, who are goalies expect the shutout. It's like they're not expected. They're great if they happen. It's right. great if I kill every single set. It's great if you have shutouts. But like, you have to realize it's expected that you're going to let in goals. And like, of I, I, you have to. I, I have to expect that I have. I'm going to have jokes that don't work, and I'm also going to have sets that just don't get off the fucking ground. <laughs> Definitely. And realize that's part of the process. <clears throat> but it's tough to to mentally do that and to like keep your confidence up and stay, you know, stay in the pocket and mm. not question yourself. Of like, fuck, I let that goal in, or fuck, this joke didn't work. You know, and kind of stay focused and be like, that's part of it. I'm right. going to let some in, but I got to, you know, got to keep my head up and got to keep, you know, moving on. So it's funny that you're a goalie because I've been researching mm-hmm. that shit the past, like, two weeks. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, you got to be a little bit fucked up, too, to let grown men fling, uh, have a stick in their hand and fling a puck going almost 100 yeah, goalies, miles per hour. goalies are always nuts. In, every, in soccer, in fucking hockey, goalies are goalies were always the nutcase dude like that's just like so understood i don't know if the listeners don't know never played hockey if there's a lot of canadians i'm sure they've at least been around hockey i would hope so (laughs) dude yeah you would assume dude like you'd be in the locker room at it on any team right ever there was just like oh that goalie's fucking great like the goalie was always a head case it's true he was always the character he either sat there with the eyes he's gonna kill everyone or he just talked the whole shit out of the room and wouldn't shut up it's either one or the other yeah, 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 yeah. Goalies, the goalies are. I don't want to stereotype you again, but goalies are usually. Uh, it's true, fucking, though. It's true. I think in my you case, have to be. I think in my case, I just uh, love the pain because my family really fucked me up as a child. So I guess growing up, I wanted physical pain instead of mental pain. <laughs> sure, 
Yeah, they, at least actually beat me up instead of fucking with me. Because yeah. not even thinking about it, I, I made the high school baseball team and I was the back catcher there too. So I got another person flinging balls at me. I was the, I was the catcher as well. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so maybe there is a correlation between... I do, I'm telling you, man, there is. It's, <laughs> it's this need for... It's this need to be the one and only, like, you know, you're going to stand there and you're going to take, whether it's good or bad, right. you, want it, you want the glory or you yeah. want the shame, you know what I mean? And it's like... Either way, you get reason, the attention. We're fucked up enough to where that's... We keep putting ourselves in situations <laughs> like that, you know? Oh my God, so true. What, what about basketball? Are you a basketball fan at all? I was for a long time, man. Like, in high school, I fucking loved it. I was a Sacramento Kings fan. Oh, I like Weber? Die hard. I loved Weber. There you that, go. It was the Weber, Bibby, Stojakovic, Lonnie oh, yes. days. Like, wow. Um, loved, loved, loved that team. Loved basketball at that era. But then I just fell out of it, you know? Okay. I just... I keep track, like, you know, I mean, I, I kind of, I'm aware of semi what's happening, but right. definitely not engaged as much as I used to be. Oh, no, I'm the same way. I think um, more team sports have fallen by the side with me because now I'm a huge MMA, well, not now, but I've been a huge MMA fan for the longest time. And again, it goes back to that singularity of that one person owning up and being the one. I, that's what I gravitate towards, like uh, fighters, comedians, like stuff like that. That's what, what I enjoy. Sure. You, know what I mean? you get all the glory or all the, you know. All the all the shame, and I I I, I want to get I want to get into MMA. I was into it for a while, like when, when like the Liddell Ortiz fights when it was Chuck Liddell and Tito Ortiz that had like those three fights in those couple of years. I was right. It was probably two thousand eight or nine or so. Like I was like I was like into it then and stuff, but I fell out. Of it. I keep the big fights. I keep track of or like right, right. anytime there's like a UFC event, I'll watch the highlights afterwards. Okay. And stuff. It's just tough. <clears throat> They're usually on, you know, Friday or Saturday nights. That's like, true, I'm too. I'm not working yeah. at the clubs in the city or I'm on the road. I'm doing comedy, so it's like I don't really have time to – it just – they always fall when I'm working, unfortunately, you know. <laughs> if, they start putting them, if they start putting them on Tuesday afternoons, I could watch. Hey, you never know. They might go the way like uh, – I shouldn't say real sports, but like team sports where they have a game like – but then again, people are already complaining that it's too saturated because there's too many events, <laughs> so I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see. But the reason why I brought up basketball, have you seen the new futuristic, as I put up quotations, jerseys that they've uh, come up with? I didn't, but I did see somebody was talking about it. Or I saw something where it's like it's it's like a screen, but a fabric as well, right? Right. So it's like this new technology where they have, you know, like those banners where they have, okay, perfect, like at a hockey game. You know how they have those uh, rotating banners now where it flips or it keeps mm-hmm. going uh, long ways? So they managed to put that on a fabric. So now they could put the player's name, they could put ads, they could put stuff at the back of players' jerseys. How crazy is that? That's nuts. That would, that's going to ruin. we got to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> fucking billionaires. How much more money do they fucking Thank you. Need? It's so true. you, you got to turn the player into a... He's already a, He's already making you billions of dollars. Right. These players are. You know what I, I know. mean? And, and now you're going you're gonna to put a fucking... Turn his jersey into a tv screen so you can run more ads that's crazy but you know what what i want to see is the first either disgruntled employee or person who gets paid off to put something nasty on the back of someone's jersey like i suck well, cock get, or something or don't get hacked because they yes all like those department like the, the transportation ones the road signs they, that, yes all that shit gets hacked of course so go for it that was funny to me now now i'm for it and i wanted to get the hack on like the big night and it just says like Sucking cock or something, you know what exactly I mean? on everybody's jersey at the same time. It would be great. Oh my god! And then they have the one; they'll eventually have 
I guess maybe for the coaches where they wear their suits, either the jacket with some ribbons going across or they're tied and you put something there too. That's, I mean, come on. All to sell more fucking McDonald's or something. That's where we got to draw the line somewhere. Well, you know what the problem is now? It's because all these corporations are running scared because people like you, entertainers, don't need a third party to put out content anymore. So it's they're great, all man. scrambling, you know? It's great. It's it's so... Uh, I'm, I'm definitely... The, the year of 2019 is definitely the year I'm harnessing that and uh, realizing, you know, you it's hard work to, like, gain a following online. Of know, course. But it's... Uh, if you put out good content and you know work the come. system a little bit, you can you can build a following. And you know, there's there's the the, the rule of a thousand fans. It's called. And if you can get a thousand fans, and a fan is defined as somebody who will spend a hundred dollars a year on you, whether that's live shows, whether that's buying a T-shirt yeah, or whatever. a Patreon, hundred bucks a year. Right. Um, that's a hundred thousand dollars a year. And it's like you can you know you can do that. You can. You can find your community, you know, online. Like we do this thing for our podcast where it's we call it buying us beers, right? Because like okay. we always talk about like a way to unwind is like you go have a beer or something, right? You know, or smoke a joint or whatever. It of is. course. Um, and there's this website that you can go and people can just buy you a beer, and then that they just said sends us money, and we use that. People do it every week. They just you know. Log in and, you know, hey, had a good week. And then, you know, here, you know. Fantastic. It was 30 bucks for beers or something. And oh, it's wow. like, yeah, I don't, you know, you cut out the middleman and fans are willing to pay for good content. And right. we don't even, we don't put a paywall up. or like, hey, if you want to, you know, help us cover the cost of production and the hosting fees and, you know, which it got covered on like the day we launched it. Like, right. You know, people just started going, hey, man, I appreciate what you do. You guys don't charge us. You put out content every week and it's good yeah. and we like it. And we like you, you guys as people. Here you go. Here's, I mean, dude, we've had people send us like 300 bucks. Wow. You know, like, that's oh, awesome. hey, here, you know, I had a good week. Here's <laughs> 300 bucks. And you're like, oh, great. You know, so it's, uh, the power is back to the people, which is, or is getting back to the people. See, and that's what I'm sorry to say. Regular people don't understand. Whereas back in the day, you needed like maybe a million, like that was probably the rule, a million followers or, or, or a, a million subscribes or a million sales, whatever, in order to be successful. Nowadays, you only need, like you said, the rule of a thousand. Because now people don't get it. Without the corporations, everything goes back to the artist. So everything is, pro- except obviously sure. taxes and shit, which you pay at the end of the year, but that's besides the point. But everything goes, sure. so you're not getting 1% off of a dollar, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if everyone you knew was just to do that, then w- everyone could survive. Think about it. I know. Well, dude, think about like, there's a big thing now with like the, the, those SoundCloud rappers who, right. are, like, who don't respect any like they don't respect the future generations of hip-hop or anything whatever i don't yeah. regardless it's i just look at them and they go they're like yeah we, they put out music for free and then they get millions of fans and they sell a madison square garden with right. nobody like with no like no help of anybody nothing they just yeah uh, have a have a web have a soundcloud page they pay 20 bucks a month for <laughs> i know they make music release it yeah and they're selling on madison square garden without a network without yep. uh you know without promoters right. without you know anybody they're just going yeah hey this is i can do this yeah I can, you couldn't you couldn't do that 10 years ago no no way you in know? hell no and Let every person now, counts and that's the important thing too every little single person counts it's not like again the corporations where if they lose 100 people one week they're like ah, oh, it's okay they'll come back next week for the artist, if you lose 100 people, that's going to be a dent. That's like, well, again, rule of 1,000. That's 10%. Gone. Of course, yeah. So people have to realize that too. Which I 
that's you know, I hope so. Of it, but they're they're realizing it, and I think uh, I'm I, like I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm invigorated by it because it's like yeah, let's you know let me start building this you know amassing these these people you know. And you don't have someone in a suit saying no, it's not good. You're like, why? Let the people say if it's good or not. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get to like, dude. Even these, you know, these beer reviews, which are like stupid. <laughs> right. I just, I, you know, it's so stupid. But like, it's like the most response I've gotten to anything. I have I've wow. had, you know, famous, you know, comedians and like fucking, uh, you know, people online are like, hey, like people who brew beer, like, hey, can I send you beer to review? I'm like, yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. And it's like, or like. Dude, and it's also like I put it on YouTube. I never cared about YouTube at yeah. all. Okay. Like I, I had a YouTube channel just because I had a Gmail address. You know? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> that I put like one video on two years ago, and mm. it was like a stand-up set, and it just kind of sat there. You know. Okay. I wasn't putting content up. I didn't look at it as a way to put content up. Right. And then I put the first beer review on YouTube and posted it on Reddit, and mm. like you know, it uh, got voted up to the top, and I, I picked up like. 25 subscribers on YouTube. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, I didn't even... I had two subscribers before that. It was like, one was like my buddy and the other was like my mom or something. Right. Um, And then I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's kind of cool. I never... Because you have to like actively subscribe. You know, I can't like... I can't subscribe to a bunch of people then they're going to subscribe me back. Of course. Following on Twitter or something. It's a very... It's the most coveted follow necessarily. Yeah, It's going, I want to see what you do weekly. You know? Um, or what you do, you know. So, like, I picked up, like, 25, and I'm like, oh, that's strange. Like, that's a, that's kind of significant, you know yeah. what I mean? Being that, like, I didn't have, I had two for two years, and then I picked up 25 in 10 hours. I'm like, that's something. So, like, dude, I just kept doing it. Now I'm at, like, 800 subscribers on YouTube. That's awesome. Like, so you're almost there. I'm, like, awesome. I'm like, that's, every time I put one out, I pick up, like, 20 or 30 subscribers. I'm like, well, I'm going to keep doing that. Why not? Just keep amassing this. Once this number goes down. Because then I put it on like Facebook and YouTube right. and Instagram, and they'll get like a couple hundred views or whatever. Mm. But I'm like, I'm really just doing it for. I'm really just doing it until that number, until that subscriber number stops going up. The second I stop getting more subscribers, I'm done. I'm like, yeah, okay, of like, course. I'm not going to be chugging beers for the rest of my life, but like, <laughs> I'm amassing these people, and now I'm introducing them to my stand up through YouTube as well. Like, hey, here's this new bit. Right. Here's this new whatever, and they're like, oh, this is great. This is funny, you know. And it's so I'm like. I'm, that's a that's the thing I'm focusing on. I'm putting out weekly content on on YouTube now for sure. Oh my god! For all of 2019. That's awesome. That's uh, yeah, fantastic. And everyone hit that follow button. It's important. Yeah, check it out. Kevin Ryan Comedy on everything. It's on Instagram, social, on all social media, and everything. Kevin Ryan Comedy. How about the Olympics? You a fan of the Olympics? I mean, I'll watch. You know, but nah, I don't. I definitely don't follow. Yeah, I'm it's the same like way. A, yeah. Well, how about this? Now, this is why I really don't follow. And if this becomes an actual Olympic sport, I, I, I give up. Break dancing is on the table to become an Olympic sport. That's fucking stupid. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's, it's too. It's too subjective. There's no right? quantifiable. You can't no, judge. Well, like if there is figure skating, I was just gonna. Yeah, but look how crooked they are, though. Yeah, it's true. Right. But also. Figure skating has been around for long enough that there's like a set standard of rules that even I know. I'm like, oh, if you do the fucking triple axel. Okay, I see like, what you're saying. If you do a head spin versus like a fucking, I don't know, a shoulder, whatever the fuck they're called. I don't know. I don't know. I can't quantify that, you know. Yeah, no kidding. Who are the judges true. to beatbox or 
to fucking breakdancing going to be? Like, you know, the fucking rapper and like who, you know. I guess. Or an old school dancer. Like you got someone from like Ron DMC and then some old school 80s dancer. I don't fucking know. Yeah, but like that's not a, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm out. No, you can't. I don't get that either. And the, fu- the fucked up thing is, is because at one point they wanted to take out wrestling. So imagine if they took out wrestling and substituted with breakdancing. What the fuck is going on in the world? Yeah, no. I mean, but there's no national fucking breakdancing team. I know. Like, where do you even go to compete? Like, what is, like, I'm sorry, other than the movies, like, what is it, Step It Up or whatever no, the fuck yeah, it's called? No, I'm, I'm against this on so many levels. I was maybe open to it with <laughs> the figure skating analogy, but this is fucking stupid. Okay, what about, like, oh, see, I always have a problem with this. How about sort of like sports versus like hobbies? Like, for example, do you consider poker a sport? No, I don't. Um, right? Well, it's not a sport. No. You didn't play poker in fucking gym class. You know what I mean? Yeah, but again, it is competitive. It's aired on ESPN. So. Sure, but ESPN has a lot of shit. <laughs> Oh, not everything on MTV is fucking music either. You well, know, it's, uh, not anymore, right? <laughs> they, they, I don't think I don't think that's a rule that you can use to to define that it's on ESPN. But you know, uh, I do. I don't know what it is. It's not a hobby. It's a what is a competitive? No, not competitive. What hobby. would you call chess? See, chess. It's a I don't. Game. Thank you. There you go. Maybe it's just a game. It's a card yeah. game. It's like playing Crazy Eight. So you're telling me Crazy Eights is a fucking sport then? No, no. Poker's not a sport. Poker is a competitive game. That's what Just I say like too. Chess. Yeah, I'm on the it's same not boat. A sport. There's got to be. I would feel with a sport. If defined, I don't know if you even if you just Google the definition of sport. I'm sure there's. It's defined as some sort of physical. There's got to be some sort of physical activity. Okay, but how about this? Here's another one that's uh, car racing. You're not doing anything physical technically. But that is that is very physical. So my my stepdad race used to race cars. Okay. It's a very physical. Like you have to be like, like those dudes are in shape. Like they're like hitting the gym and stuff. Like it's a that's true too. It's a physically tolling thing. Also, it's a race, which is different. Mm, I guess so. so yeah, I like, see it that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I never it's thought a race, of it that way. As in, like horse racing. You know. Sure, that one's on the fringe for sure. But how, that's, how about, that's kind of an anomaly to the rule a little bit. How about bridge? The card game bridge. No, get the fuck out of here. That's not the only thing. It's competitive. <laughs> well, wait, wait. No, it's poker is the only competitive score. You only think so? I'm sorry, the only competitive card game. How about no, this? I would even entertain. You can't. No one's going to watch Bridge on television. Do you? Oh, you sure? Do you know that there's an actual real Bridge League and there's the Bridge Championships? On where? I don't know, but how no, about this? That's this is really fucked up. I'm sure up. there is, yeah, but it's probably like seven grandmoms. It's not like a... No, nah, man, it's actual, legit, like... Okay, maybe this guy doesn't look like he's in his prime, but he's about 50-ish. But there was this man. He was the World Bridge Champion. He just got banned for a year. For Guess for what? Cheating? I don't know. Sort of. For doing drugs. So for taking steroids. People... And this is a huge thing, apparently, in the bridge community... Where they take steroids before they do go to their championships. What? I don't know, man. We're in Bizarro Land now. I swear to God, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. I see, like maybe if they took like you know Adderall or something to stay focused, and they were like, yeah, no, or, yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. But I don't. Well, I don't what, even know what the fuck Bridge is. I mean, I know it's a card game. I don't know anything about it. 
okay, so the bridge champion is Norwegian, and he actually represents Monaco. So I guess they go by countries. This is a whole thing, man. This is global. And he got tested positive for the banned substance of clomiphene, which is a female fertility drug and a synthetic testosterone. This, I, none of this makes sense to me. That there, <laughs> one, that there's like even... I get, I get, sure, competitive... I was a big gambler back in the day. So like, I get competitive bridge. Some of those like rich people and their car games are fucking nuts. Um, I get that, oh. but like... I mean, what's, what's, who cares how much testosterone you have? You're not, like, flipping the table isn't part of the, the game. Like, you're playing cards. The only thing I could think of is because they're all older people, like you said, maybe so they don't fall asleep while they're playing and it keeps them more, like, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I would get Adderall or, like, you know, meth or something. But that would make like, more, yeah. I'm yeah. super focused. I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. You know, but I don't see what, I don't fuck, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see what a physical aspect that has to do with anything, you know. Maybe they should delve deeper and see maybe that all these bridge players are used to be former drug addicts and they just wanted something to take and have an excuse. Sure, that, that, could, that could totally be it. They're just a bunch of junkies. <laughs> exactly, a bunch of crackheads that have been so-called clean and now they want to come back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, I usually end the show with uh, the Dumb Laws game. Would you like to yes. give yourself a try with uh, the Dumb Laws sure. game? All right. Let's see. So I'm going to have three categories. Each category has three different laws from three different states, and you got to tell me which one's the real law. Okay. All right. First set. So in South Dakota, it is illegal for a woman to have sex with more than two men at once. In Minnesota, it is illegal to cut your nails at one's workplace, or is it? In North Dakota, it is illegal to serve beer and pretzels together at bars and restaurants. Hmm. As stupid as it sounds, I mean, they all sound pretty stupid. Um, I want to go beer and pretzels in North Dakota, as stupid as that sounds. Fuck, you got it, man. That is correct. It's, it's, right? it's so stupid that <laughs> the laws back in the day in the States, and like, uh, they're very weird with alcohol. That's why mm. I, I kind of lean towards that. Like, certain places. You know, you can't have, like in Boston or Massachusetts, you're not allowed to have happy hour. You know, oh, like, wow. there's okay. like these weird puritanical rules from back in the day that I don't know why that made sense, but yeah, that, that's, that was my reasoning. Yeah, the thing I find most about these laws, it's mostly to deal, you're right, with alcohol and or sex. Like in certain states, yeah. you can't do certain positions, you can't have, that's why I try and throw in the sex ones too, because then people start thinking like, hey, you know what, that state is mostly a religious state, so maybe they did put this in place, you know what I mean? Sure, no, of course, that was between the North Dakota or South Dakota for me. <laughs> All right, you're one, one for one so far. Next step, in New Hampshire, it is illegal to dress your pets. In Connecticut, it is illegal to play bingo under the influence of drugs and or alcohol? Or is it? In Vermont, it is illegal not to believe in God. Well, it's, uh, I'll talk you through my process. I don't sure. think it's Vermont because Vermont's the land of the, the free. So okay. I don't think that would be there. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with Connecticut because they might be viewed as gambling. They might not be able to gamble I like and drink method. at the same time. No, man, it's Vermont. You got to believe in God to live there. <laughs> That's so funny because their thing is live free or die. That's their slogan. It's live free or die. And I was just in Vermont and they're That's very, uh, they're very uh, big on their freedom. Right. Which is funny. Wow. I would have never guessed that. Holy shit. Maybe they're in the closet uh, relig- uh, religionists. Could I don't be, know. Yeah. 
what the terminology is. All right, one and one. Let's see if you could uh, at least go two for one here. Last set. In Arkansas, it is illegal to beat your wife more than once a month. In Mississippi, it is illegal to watch or screen foreign movies. In Oklahoma, it is illegal to wear a diaper to a sports event. You thought they're going to get easier. Huh. Deep thinking going on here. What was the second one? In Mississippi, it is illegal to watch or screen foreign movies. I'm going to go with that. Now, I'm, I'm going to get hate on this because actually, this will, no, this won't drop the same day, but it'll drop the next day. So today is International Women's Day, correct? Sure, yeah. So the one, and this is coincidence because I wrote these a few months ago. In Arkansas, or a week, sorry. In Arkansas, it is illegal to beat your wife more than once a month. Wow, I would have figured, yeah, because my, my, that's crazy, because my process was that, the you know, women's movement would have eradicated that at some point. Uh, but wow, holy shit, that's fucking crazy. Well, you can beat her once, but more than once, you'll go to jail. More than once, you're an animal. Yeah, yeah so there's, sure. there's a quota, yeah. I guess. Of course, of course. That's <laughs> nuts, man. Yeah, there's so many... Stupid laws, dumb laws. There's indeed. so many of those wacky laws in, in the states that it's nuts. I, I know, I can't believe And the funny thing is when I started doing this, I used to have three categories where it was American, Canadian, and world. I ran out of Canadian and world, and the states ones just keep on coming. <laughs> sure, yeah, of course. Because well, back in the day, they were they all you know ran themselves, and they were like, These, this is the rule of you know, right. our tiny little town, and that's what we're sticking with. Yeah, no it's kidding. Yeah. I'm sure you, if you went even deeper into... Uh, you know, like local law rather than oh state. yeah, I could only they'll imagine they will get even fucking crazier. Yeah, no, thank you. I guarantee it. I'll probably get stressed out if I start reading all those. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Well, Kevin, where can people find you? Get a hold of you? Uh, anything upcoming? Whatever you want to plug. Yeah, the uh, yours. you can check out my website, KevinRyanComedy.com. Well, you know, most of my uh, road dates are on that, as well as. Uh, all social media is Kevin Ryan at Kevin Ryan Comedy. That's Twitter, that's Facebook, that's Instagram. And subscribe to my YouTube channel, uh, Kevin Ryan Comedy, as well. There you go. And for myself, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram under Finger Styles. You can find the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. You could also email us comments, suggestions, or now that weed is legal in, in Canada, since people buy beer for Kevin in the States, why don't my fellow Canadians? PayPal me some money so I could buy some weed. How about that? There you go. PayPal me at the podcast dap at gmail.com. Send me any donations. I'm not putting up anything like how Kevin said that's the best way. Even if you want to give me 10 cents, go for it. I don't care. It's, it goes towards sure. a good cause of, of me getting high and not having to deal with my head trauma. <laughs> <laughs> so, and obviously follow us on or... No, don't follow us. Subscribe, rate, and review because those things are the most important things for podcasts. People have no idea how much that helps. It probably helps more than the actual download itself if you put up a nice little review and you give us five stars. So go to iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, do it there. Or just do it on all of them. That helps out even more. And obviously go to podbros.com, listen to the show there. And also go to blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25, get 25% off. Poppyapparel.com, use promo code THEPODCAST with a capital D, you get 10% off. Thus comes another end to another show. Thank you, my friend. Thank you for coming aboard. Appreciate it. Hope you had a good time. Thanks for having me, man. I had a blast. Perfect. On that note, he's Kevin. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace. Peace.